Welcome to Conversations with My Grandmother, the podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Conversations with My Grandmother, the podcast. My name is Pumela Lindlovu and I am your host. Thank you so much to everybody who has been listening, who's been sharing and commenting on the podcast, everyone who's been watching the videos and reading the blogs. I really, really, really do appreciate the support. I think when when conversations first went out that first Sunday, um, the few days leading up to that, I was so nervous. I think I was sick. That's how nervous I was. And the reception of conversation has been so good that I'm more excited than I am scared of anything right now. Um, it's actually at a point where I just want everyone to see it now. I was so scared at first, but now I just want everyone to see it. So thank you to everybody who's been sharing because you're making exactly that happen. I really do appreciate it. Um, just going to go straight into today's podcast. I must give a trigger warning though. Um, at the end of this podcast, I will be touching on sexual violence. So just a trigger warning on that. You can listen to the first part of this podcast. And at the end of the podcast, when I get to that part, I will give another trigger warning. So um, you can listen to the first half of the podcast or the first maybe two thirds of the podcast. And when you get to that part and you feel that that is something that would trigger you, please do not continue listening. It won't be anything graphic. I think it will be very informative, but you do need to choose yourself. Please stop listening when or if it gets too triggering. All right. So today's topic is let's talk about sex. In episode three, my grandmother and I spoke about sex and we spoke about um, marriage and love and one of the things that she mentioned when we were talking about sex is that she didn't really give her children sex ed. Instead, she just told her girls, stay away from boys, you're going to get pregnant, which is something that was told to her and which is something she told to me. She also mentioned in episode two how she never spoke to her son about about periods and about sex because she felt that it was his father's place to do that. But unfortunately, my grandfather died when my uncle was really young and so he never really got the opportunity to have that conversation with him so my uncle i guess figured it out like he just had to see to finish and that's not always a great thing and we'll explore that later so just jumping into it first of all i think it's very important that sex education be given to both genders and for it to be done in the same way the way we are taught about sex is in a very threatening way especially to girls right when you're taught about sex you're told stay away from boys you will get pregnant boys are bad they just want to take this thing from you um don't give them this thing and when you give them this thing you become less right you are less valuable or you're less of a person for giving this thing to boys and if you give it to many boys you are of even less value so basically don't give this thing to boys but then at some point it's a thing of wh where are your kids we, we want to see grandchildren from you where are your babies you know so that's really how we're educated about sex as young women i will not speak on how men are taught about sex because I am not a man and I've never been privy to those conversations Um, and I'm not privy to what is discussed in those conversations. But from the way men are and from the way men behave, I think that it goes back to what we were discussing in last week's prof um, 
to what we were discussing in last week's podcast with with the patriarchy and um the sort of patriarchal norms that exist in our society i imagine that sex ed for boys is get as many as you can you know what i mean like i imagine that the conversation is get as many as you can or you know hit as many as you can i I don't even want to get into it because i don't know but i doubt that it is anything like what we are taught as girls i doubt that men are told to stay away from girls because you don't want to make them pregnant young i don't think that men are told to respect their bodies and as much as we are told to respect our bodies i don't think that men are taught that um and I think that that is that is not right. I think that we should all be taught about sex in the same way. We should all be taught to um, respect not only our bodies, but each other's bodies. I feel like we should be taught to um, listen to each other. And I feel like the whole, you don't want to get pregnant or you don't want to get someone else pregnant child should be had on both sides in the same way. And going back to my previous point about sex ed being presented to girls as fear mongering, and as something that is taken from them, I feel that that removes some sort of agency from women. I think that as women, we're indoctrinated into believing that once society deems us allowed or deems it correct for us to be sexually active, it is not for our own pleasure. It is for the pleasure of the man. And this is obviously very heteronormative. Stay with me. It is for the pleasure of the man. So when you listen to that weird part in the wedding where they cut the cake and they're like and this is the cake this is your husband's cake your husband must cut this cake anytime he wants to cut this cake you must give him cake every day of his life i hate that so much oh my god (laughs) i hate that so much and that's why should i ever get married no old woman is speaking at my wedding especially not during that part because that takes away my agency as a woman. It says that I'm not allowed to say no when I'm tired, when I have a headache, when I just don't want this man to touch me. It also, I think, leads to a place where women stick through bad sex. The stats I'm about to share now is literally, trust me, bro, but really, I feel like 95% of women who sleep with men have at some or another point faked it because we are indoctrinated or we are we are socialized to say that you sit there you grin and you bear it even if you don't enjoy it because it is your duty to give it to this man and you're already in this bed or you're already in this whatever and you're already doing this and you will grin and you will bear it because it is your duty to give off your body to this man we are not given the agency to say no thank you sir i'm not enjoying this please stop and I'm saying this because I've been in that situation before where I've stuck around and thinking, oh my goodness, I can't wait for this to end. (laughs) I can't wait for this to end. I'm over this. I don't want this to be happening right now, but I feel like I have to be and I have to do this. So I'm just going to wait for this person to finish. And I'm going to give this trigger warning now. Wow. Wow, I didn't I didn't think we were going to reach this part so quickly, but I will give this trigger warning now. Um we're about to get into the consent and coercion and and um that type of chat. So we're going to be talking about rape and sexual assault. It's none I'm not going to be graphic or anything like that. Um but if this is something that triggers you, 
this would be a great point to to stop listening and maybe just listen to another one of the episodes if you haven't or wait for the next one but um as i was saying in the previous point that as women were indoctrinated to stick it through and wait for the man to finish and fake it and scream at the top of our lungs and and i can distinctly remember the last time this happened to me the last time this happened to me was around december last year and this is somebody that i was at somebody that i'd known for a while and it was things had progressed to that point and i remember thinking oh my god what is happening here i really will not get into the details of what it was that was happening but let me tell you it wasn't happening and I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I want this to end. Like, I don't like this. I'm not enjoying this. I don't want this. When the person thinks they're rubbing on your clit, but it's literally everything else but, and you try to like move your body in a way that leads them, sometimes even grabbing their hand and putting it right there and they still miss it. So it was literally things like that. Gonna, oh my goodness, no, it's this is not working for me and in that moment i had the courage to be like no stop i don't want to do this anymore we're not doing that and i'm so proud that i got i'm so proud of myself that i got to that point of knowing that as a woman i also enjoy i deserve to enjoy um sexual intercourse i deserve to enjoy intercourse and if i'm not enjoying it i have the right to say no and stop this wasn't always the case i can remember distinctly the first time something like that happened to me and i felt like i'm in this person's space i am so far from where i live i'm just gonna sit here and wait for this man to finish and i lift my body the scary thing for me is realizing that that was rape because i didn't want to be there and i felt coerced or i felt like i needed to be there and i feel like that realization would have hit me earlier or maybe i would have had the knowledge to prevent that from happening because of the way i would have been socialized when it comes to sex i feel like sex education should happen from a very young age and it should always be age appropriate obviously when children are really young i feel like they should be taught about their body parts i, I feel like kids should be told or helped or coached to name their body parts by their actual names um and that is age appropriate sex education for like a three-year-old i remember reading a story where a teacher um a preschool teacher said a girl in her class kept coming to her and saying my uncle is eating my cookie and she says, I remember thinking, oh, okay, <laughs> like DT Londa, like, what do you want me to do about that? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, your uncle's eating a cookie child. Like, just ask your mom for another one. And yeah, only to later find out that the child at home was taught that her um, pubic area, that her private parts are called a cookie. This entire time, the uncle had been molesting the child and the child had been speaking out to her teacher but the teacher couldn't help the child because the child called it a cookie. Now imagine if this child had been taught from that very young age, but that is called a vagina. And she went to her teacher and said, my uncle's eating my vagina. What? That child is not going home today. I'm not letting that child go home today. And the child could have been helped from, um, like uh, the child could have been helped much quicker. So I think sex education is one continuous. It happens at 
every stage of of life and of growth and it is it is consistent i believe that sex education can be age appropriate i was on tiktok the other day and i came across a video where this lady was with her niece and she was teaching her a song so it was like a sing song like a, a nursery rhyme and she was pointing to various parts of her body and she said hi uh, which means no uncle and she said and she was pointing to various parts of her body so she says don't touch me here or here or here and she was pointing to her chest she was pointing to her pubic area she was pointing to um her butt. she was pointing to all of those things and in that way sex education is age appropriate you're not you're, you're teaching the child that uncle is not allowed to touch you here and if uncle touches you here you can tell someone and i think that is why it's so important to have sex education from a very young age for children to know that they can talk to someone i remember the first time i was sexually assaulted it was at a sleepover so i had slept over at my mom's friend's house and in the house there was the mom's friend and she lived with her sister and her sister had a daughter and a son and the friend also had um and the friend had two sons so the one son was quite a bit older than me and i remember being in bed with um the daughter of the sister and the older son came behind me and <laughs> i won't get into the details of what happened but basically he assaulted me and i remember feeling so guilty about that i felt so guilty and i felt so bad it felt like i had done something wrong and for that very reason i didn't tell anyone i didn't even tell my mother and i think because of the trauma my subconscious just dealt with that memory until I was sexually assaulted in university in 2015 and during the RU reference protest in 2016 it came back to me and I was like wait this isn't the first time something like this is happening to me like this this has happened to me before and that is where lies the danger of not having age appropriate sex education with children had there been that sex education I would have known that that was wrong. I may not have been able to prevent it. It may have still happened to me, but I would have spoken to someone about it. I don't know how many other people that boy or that man has gone and hurt. I don't know who else he has hurt in that way. And I wouldn't have had to have, I wouldn't have had to carry the trauma and the guilt that I did all by myself. Because I would have known that I didn't do anything wrong. So it's important to have these conversations with children so they can protect themselves. And even if they cannot protect themselves from that one time or from that first time, they can stop it from happening again. And they can get the psychological help they need to deal with the trauma that comes with that. I think that sex education like that isn't just for girls, but it's also for boys. For them to know and understand consent. Too many men are walking around not really knowing what is wrong. And that doesn't justify their behavior just by the way. But men go around unknowingly raping people. Because they are not taught about consent. It is also their responsibility to learn about consent. Because there are men right now who know about consent. And who know what not to do. 
because they've decided to take the time to learn about that. But imagine if from a young age, men and boys are taught about consent and not in a way to say that, hey, this is how you protect yourself from being falsely accused of rape or this is how you protect yourself from um, a girl saying you raped her. But in from a, a perspective of respect, hey, you respect women. And when she says no, she means no. You don't coerce her. You don't convince her. You don't guilt trip her. You leave her alone. Because you respect her. I realized this year, earlier this year, it was probably a month or two ago, I realized that I was raped. I had been seeing this guy and I went over to his place. And I remember at the time I was celibate and I expressed this to him. I said, listen, I'm celibate and I have no interest in getting intimate I don't mind chilling with you, hanging out with you, spending time with you, but I don't want to get intimate. And he said, okay. And there was intercourse that night. I realized that I had been raped because I said no. And this man didn't listen. And that was probably the third or fourth time in my life that I'd said no and a man didn't listen. I'm not saying he wasn't educated on consent. I don't know him. I don't... I don't know that about him. But imagine, imagine if men were taught to respect a woman's no and understand that no is a complete sentence. Sex education is important at every stage. Not just to tell them that, and it's not to encourage children to have sex, but it's to help them protect themselves. It's to help them speak out for themselves and it's to help them to not grow up and become rapists. So I urge everyone, parents, siblings, aunts, grandparents, let's talk about sex, baby. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, whew, I'm so proud of myself for getting through the podcast without like crying because I think <laughs> in the conceptualization, uh, in the conceptualization process, and as I was producing this podcast, I really thought, oh my goodness, I'm gonna break down and cry. But I, I, I made it. We made it through. So thank you so much for listening. If you have listened to this point. Um, if you know me and you see me after hearing all of this, please don't look at me like I'm sorry. I promise you I'm fine. <laughs> I promise you I'm okay. It's not right that all of those things happened. But I am okay. I promise you I'm fine. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really do hope that you got something from it. And do remember to watch Conversations with My Grandmother if you have not. And do check out this week's blog, which is titled Love After Loss. Again, thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Grandmother, the podcast. And I will catch up with you on the next episode.